I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily comedian meditation, where today we're talking about there was a garden. I was just reading in John chapter 19 yesterday, and there's this phrase. It says that the, the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden. We're going to read this, this passage just real quick here and kind of meditate on this for just a minute, because I think it's got some important significance for us. So John chapter 19, verse 41. It says, at the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb, in which no one had ever been laid. And as I was reading through this the other day, that short phrase, right in the middle of the sentence, there was a garden. Why did they put that in there? At the place where Jesus was crucified, an important detail, there was a garden. It just got me thinking about you know, the whole world, Adam and Eve, it all started in a garden. It all started in a garden, and I believe there's some significance of this. You know, we see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, sweating drops of blood. His life ends in that garden, and it restarts again. He comes back to life in that garden. I think there's some significance for us in this. Something God's trying to show us about this. So we're going to ask him. Help us to understand what this means for us. And to take that understanding and apply it to turn it into practical things. That can help us today. So Heavenly Father. We're just so grateful. Grateful to have this opportunity today. This day today. To walk in the light with you that you've released us from darkness, you've transferred us into the light, that Jesus was smitten so that you could fight for us. You've given us purpose and grace in Christ Jesus before time ever began. And Father, I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us, and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us. And the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised when you raised him from the dead. And you seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. And every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us. And to expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive everything you've given us in Christ. And to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. And do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal. And do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's just take a moment to fill up the basket of praise today. 
we've talked so much about that concept over the last year, just the basket of the problems versus the basket of praise. If you got your workbook and you're following along with us, just take a moment to fill up that basket of praise. We've got problems. Jesus said in this world, we're going to have troubles. We're going to have problems. We're going to learn to let those problems go, to give them over to God and start praising him instead. We've got to tip that balance where our, we've got more praise coming out of us than complaining and venting and pouting. Easier said than done, though, when you got issues that you're dealing with. Let's just take a moment to magnify him through that today, through our praise. Father, you are our healer. You are a provider. You are more than enough. You're the God of all grace, the God of all hope, the God of all comfort. You're a God of order. You're our strength and our confidence. You're the resurrection and the life. You are truth. You are light. You are love. The Lord Almighty, the Lord of the heavenly hosts. You're the one who sanctifies us, makes us holy and righteous. And you've given us all these great and precious promises for every area of life. For whatever issue we've got, whatever problem we're dealing with. Promises for our families, promises for us personally. Promises to give us a hope and a future. Promises for our purpose and our health. Promises for our finances to take care of us. Promises for our workplace. And just having the grace to do the things that we know to do today. Promises for our time and keeping things in order, our communities. And we just thank you for all that you've already done in our lives. You've done so much. And Father, I ask you to help us understand this passage of Scripture today in John chapter 19. Help us to understand the significance of why there was a garden there where Jesus was crucified. And help us to take that understanding and convert it into practical application. Things that make a difference in our life. And we thank you that the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We'd all missed it. We'd all turned to our own ways. And God laid upon Jesus the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes we've been healed. He was crushed and destroyed by God. Smitten by God so that we could be right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. And God raised him up from the dead and he seated him at his right hand. And as incredible as it sounds, the scriptures tell us he raised us up together with him and made us sit together with him. And communion's a celebration of our union with him, being joined together as one. It's a time for us to celebrate that and to remember that today, to bring that down into today. To make that real and active and relevant in our lives today. The Apostle Paul says every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits of this new covenant. And so, Father, I thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread.
Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. And it's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness. And it transfers us into the light, into this kingdom of Jesus. He's our Lord. And he's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us, gives us this fresh start in life. We get to walk out this day today connected with him in a covenant relationship with God. Covenant of love, a covenant of peace, a covenant of grace. A blood sworn oath. So Father, I thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have a juice, you can take your juice. All right, so usually after our time of communion, we talk about some health and fitness tips because I believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. We can learn so much from that. And I was just talking with my daughter. We've got a weekly examination in our new workbook that we have. If you don't have the workbook, you can go to our website. You can find information on the books page there. But in that weekly examination, we look at what are ways that we've been walking in the light, ways that we were connected to God, had peace and joy flowing, we're bringing our best, kind of getting into that flow state. And we contrast that with maybe some ways that some buttons got pushed and responded in not so not such a graceful way. And I was telling my daughter, I said, what are the, it's, it's kind of a funny thing to think about. But one of the biggest triggers that helps me get into the light every day is actually physical exercise. It's one of the times when I feel most connected to God. It's like I can put aside everything else and just focus on moving and breathing and connecting with God, allowing him to do that work through me. And it becomes one of my favorite parts of the day. And I don't like it when it feels pressed, it feels rushed. And just taking that time to prioritize that and to connect with him through physical movement every day. Makes such a difference for me. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.